Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Seven steps to nurture yourself. Hi, everybody. It's Diane here on Someone Gets Me, and I want to talk today about nurturing ourselves, like really taking care of ourselves. We hear self-care, you know, being said all the time and people talking about it. And I talk to my clients about radical self-care, like really going after it. And lately I've been thinking a lot about nurturing, like just being kind and compassion and having a sense of reverence for our own being, for who we are, our essence. And so I came up with like these seven things that I think that are really important when it comes to nurturing ourselves. So this is different than self-care though it could include it, right? It's more about looking at yourself in the mirror, proverbially or actually, and having awe and reverence and respect and nurturing the kindness, the genuine being that you are. So here are the seven steps. Okay, you ready? Number one is to send the loving messages to yourself. Yeah. How often is your self-talk either mean or demanding or harsh? Or maybe you have expectations that are just totally unreasonable and such high standards that you hide behind the high high standards as a way to then secretly beat yourself up or think you're not measuring up or that kind of thing. How often do you do that, right? How often do you send love and loving messages to yourself? One of the ways I do it is I look for joyful moments. I have little signs around my house. In fact, there's one right here that says, I'm constantly tripping over joyful moments. So no matter what's going on on the really hard days or the really exciting days or just the average days, I'm always looking for joyful moments. For me, sometimes those joyful moments are wrapped up in flowers and the beauty of nature. So when I see a really neat flower or a part of nature that moves me, I take a picture of it and it reminds me of the joyful moments. It's a way of sending a loving message to myself that I am not just witnessing the nature. I am part of the nature. And how beautiful is that? Even just this morning, I was out on my early morning walk with my face to the sun and allowing my body to move and breathe. And I smelled this beautiful, fragrant smell. It was like being in a flower shop. And I'm like, I'm outside. Where is this smell coming from? It was beautiful. So I kind of laughed and I'm like, well, be like a little dog. Like, go follow your nose. Well, I did. And there was this whole bank, literally, of bushes. I've never seen them before in bloom. So I don't know what they were. They reminded me of jasmine that I smell in Florida. And it might be a kind of jasmine up here in North Carolina. I don't know. But boy, was it fragrant and wonderful. So I took a picture of it. And I can remember the smell as I tell you the story right now. That's a way of sending a loving message to yourself. Another way is being nice to you, right? Or writing yourself a love letter. 
There's all kinds of ways to send loving messages to who you are. Because what well, here's what I know. You're perfect, you're whole, and you're complete just the way you are. Yes, we're human and we all fall short in some areas and we all make mistakes. But perfectionism is not about having perfect behavior. It's about realizing that your essence is pure and wonderful. And anything that comes out of us different than that, that's where the work is to bring out more of that inner beauty. But you're totally complete. You have everything you need. I have everything I need. That's love, right? The definition of love is to allow others to do what's right for themselves without any insistence they satisfy you. Anything short of that is manipulation. So other people that aren't here to satisfy you, they're not. And you are here to realize that when we're sending loving messages to ourselves and others, that what we're doing is we're allowing that flow. And that's what matters. Second thing for nurturing your self-care is to take good care of you. Take good care of you, right? Yeah. Don't drive ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Eating food that you know is bad for you, that your system doesn't like or is allergic to, that's not taking good care of you, even when you rationalize it. I had a client one time who um, had really major gut issues with gluten and even had to have surgery a couple of times. And she had gotten this job um, and she did a job interview and she'd gotten the job and, and, and found out about it right as she was coming to see me. And she comes into my office with this brown bag from a deli and in it were two Cuban sandwiches. And she's like, I'm going to celebrate. I got the job one for right after I see you and one for later. And so I said, well, is there gluten in that bread? Cause I know about the surgeries and I know she's not supposed to have any gluten. She goes, yes, but I know I'm celebrating. So I'm going to make an excuse. I'm like, well, then only in only in these kinds of conversations or only in this country is what I said. Do we do things that are harming to ourselves to celebrate what we say something good is? It doesn't make sense to me. I've done it before in my life, but once I kind of woke up to that, I try not to do that kind of stuff, right? So what are we doing to take care of ourselves? Are you moving your body? Are you being kind in your words, in your thoughts, in your actions? Are you being gentle? Yes, taking good care of you, which is going to have different meanings for each one of us. Take good care of yourself. Love on yourself. The third a step for nurturing yourself is to do nice things for you. Like be nice, you know, um, the bumper sticker that was going on around a while ago. And I say it all the time anyways, just be nice. You know, my mom used to always say, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. So be nice to you. It's one thing to be nice to others, but are you extending that same niceness to you? So now we're loving ourselves. We're taking better care of ourselves, right? And we're being nice. Mm -hmm. If you're treating somebody in a way that you would not want to be treated, you're not being nice. So remember that, right? If you're doing something that's like sticky or um, not so respectful, you know, I have people who try to engage me and want my services and then they, they um, take care of their fees for a while and then they just stop paying and they stop responding and they ghost or whatever. They're not, not only are they not being nice to me, they're really not being nice to themselves. They're cheating themselves from the very gift they were trying to give themselves. And now in their conscience, 
there is this sticky spot that doesn't feel good. So we want to be nice to ourselves. Number four is a really important one. And I think this is one that I could probably do a whole show on. And that is setting healthy boundaries with other people and with ourselves. Now, boundaries are fluid and there's inner boundaries and outer boundaries. There's lots of factors here. But the point is squishy boundaries create discord, upset. It creates all kinds of unhappiness in lots of different ways. So a good rule of thumb is have your yes mean yes and your no mean no. If you're not sure, then say, let me think about whatever it is and then think about it and then come back with an answer. But you don't say yes when you mean no. Now, we were taught in this culture with um, marketing and things that if somebody says no, just keep pushing and pressuring and finding a way in to get the yes. So you have to set healthy boundaries. You know, because there will be people who will push them. And if we're not clear with ourselves on what's what's okay and what isn't, then it's impossible for other people to honor them. If somebody is in your world and they're not honoring your boundaries, it's okay to distance yourself from them. I call it loving from a distance. Like it might be a family member that you really love and care about. And you can love and care about them without getting in this boundary thing. So be clear what's okay with you and what isn't. A way to look at a boundary is, is it's the criteria that you use to allow someone close to you, mentally, emotionally, aesthetically, physically, financially, sexually, every way. So what's the criteria that you allow people into your world? And it's going to be fluid and it's not going to be the same with each thing, right? And then the other set of boundaries are your inner boundaries. How much of you are you bringing to any certain situation? Because not all situations require 100% of you, especially gifted people with high volume, high energy, high out there um, way of being. You may not need to bring 100% of you to some situations or many of them, really. And that's okay. Set the boundary. This is how much of me I'm engaging. A different amount of me shows up when I'm going to the grocery store and paying than when I'm working with a client or when I'm teaching. It's a different amount. And the same full me is in there. My boundary, my authenticity is is still the same. I get to see how much of me comes out through the door into the world as my own way of loving myself, taking care of myself and being nice to me is by respecting the boundaries that I set up for what I'm going to do and not do and how it's going to work. It helps us not have resentment down the road. Number five is become your best advocate. And sometimes we want to be nice (laughs) or sometimes we uh, keep our mouth shut and want to see where something is going. Or sometimes we don't know how to say what we want to say. There's all kinds of pieces here, but we want to really learn how to be our own advocate. I, um, I recently was at a doctor's appointment And um, they gave me a whole bunch of information. And then two days later, they say, well, the labs came back differently than that. So it must be this thing over here that had nothing to do with what was going on. Well, in the meantime, in those two days, I had consulted with somebody else who gave me a different answer that actually worked really fast. So sometimes the thesis statement and the logic pattern of some people 
doesn't necessarily follow. Now, if you're gifted and you maybe have ADHD or you're very sensitive and intuitive like I am and you have all these things, sometimes we can see what the helper people can't see. Sometimes we can see what other people can see, can't see because we have ability they don't have in that way. And we're living in our own bodies. So nurturing ourselves means that we advocate for what's important to us, for our own self-care, for our love, for being nice to us, for having a level of compassion. That advocacy matters. Now, a lot of times people are taught to, you know, sit down and shut up and be quiet and or give all your power away to somebody else, a doctor or a teacher or whoever, like they know more than you. Well, all of us have a whole um, plethora of information. We know a lot of stuff, but we don't know everything about everything. And so sometimes we want to be teachable. That's a way to advocate for ourselves. And sometimes we want to say, well, hold on a second here. I'm educated in this part or I have information here. Let's have a dialogue. And so that ability to advocate for ourselves and pay attention to the proper boundary with that is a vital way to nurture ourselves. The consequence of not having good boundaries and not advocating is exhaustion. You can tell when when you aren't doing these things very well because you'll go into a conversation with a ton of energy and you'll leave the conversation or the interaction either questioning yourself and doubting yourself or you're all of a sudden very tired. That means that you gave away much more of you, that boundary somehow had a leak in it than was necessary for that engagement. And then we have a mess on our hands. We have to clean it up. So it's important that we nurture ourselves. Number six is to believe in yourself. That's right. Begin to believe in yourself. As you grow confidence in different things, then your competence rises. And then as your competence rises, your confidence rises. They're intrinsically connected. So it matters that you really practice believing in you. It includes having a beginner's mind, even if you're an expert and always be teachable, but also believing that you're beautiful, you're lovable, you're capable, you're fully equipped, and you, believe it or not, can do much more than you give yourself credit for on every level. There's way more to all of us than any of us can see in our, in our little pea brains. We all have great brains, but they still can't see the whole thing. It's more of feeling into our essence. So practice believing in yourself. Walk down the street like you're walking on the red carpet. That's how I imagine it. I imagine the red carpet just rolling out in front of me everywhere I go. And not from an ego standpoint, but from a stand up straight and believe in myself that I'm showing up in the world with all of me fully available in the right amount. And I believe in myself. Now, it took me a long time to do that. I had to heal a lot of things when I was younger from a lot of trauma wounds. And so some of us are still doing a lot of healing and that's okay. But practice really believing in yourself because it takes work. Because some of us have been beaten down or made fun of or told that what's going on with us is a pathology or something wrong. And, you know, um, gifted is not an illness. ADHD does not mean that you're bad or not good enough. All of it, we're taught to pathologize our life here in Western society. And, and I don't subscribe to that belief system. I believe in understanding and naming things so that we have a common language with which to move forward. But that doesn't mean I have to look at everything as sick or not good enough or what's wrong. And the seventh thing is to be compassionate with yourself. Now, 
forgiveness, people say you got to forgive yourself and forgive others. Well, the definition of forgiveness means to have compassion for. So be compassionate with you. Can you hold in your heart compassion for the great adventure of being human, for all your brilliant, joyous moments, for all your sad, grief-stricken moments, for all your mistakes, for everything that's happened, the good, the bad, the ugly, the messy. I just think of it like finger painting. Can you still have compassion for you? All of us have made lots of mistakes. All of us have done all kinds of stuff. I just learned recently all about um, how taker people love to find people who are givers and and extort stored energy in a different way than I thought about before. I already knew part of the concept from a conversation with a friend, but the way he said it, because I was listening with a beginner's mind, I could see something I already know about differently, added a nuance, added a different texture, different color that gave me a deeper understanding. So we never know when we're going to have a conversation or an interaction or situation that's going to bring us forward with something even more amazing and help us really see. But first, we have to be compassionate. That means life is a great adventure. Can you love yourself and have compassion for that adventure? So these seven steps of nurturing yourself, as you can hear, are very intertwined, but have their own specific place, their own specific nuance, and it's extremely important. It's important that every day you honor yourself and who you are, that you breathe deeply and allow your greatness, your lightness, your beauty to emerge into the world in a way that serves you and others. So every morning, when a really cool thing you could do is go in when you're brushing your teeth and everything, get eye contact with yourself in the bathroom. Stop everything and just get eye contact and look at yourself and then use your name. So I would go, Diane, I love you and I'm here for you all day, no matter what. So you would say your name, right? I'm here for you all day, no matter what. Eye contact. Now I have some clients I've given that homework to and they cry because they never slow down enough to be there for themselves on that deep, rich level. That's what I mean by compassion and caring for ourselves and having that sense of love. And then, of course, in the end of the evening, um, before bed, you go get back in the mirror and get, get that eye contact with yourself and say your name and say, thanks for being here for me all day. With all the foibles and all the greatness and all the events and experiences and emotions and thoughts. Thank you. And then let yourself say good night. Because when we honor ourselves and we have that level of gratitude and we connect with ourselves in these deeper ways, we see that nurturing ourselves is vital for our survival, for our success, and for our happiness and satisfaction. We live in a turbulent world that's been turbulent in different ways throughout human history. And it seems like it seems bigger now because there's so much attention to so many things and there's immediate access, right? So it's everywhere. If you're an empath like me, you're feeling it. I feel it in my skin sometimes when I go outside. I feel it in my thoughts sometimes. So 
pay attention to that and love on yourself or nurture yourself. If you're feeling things very acutely and you need a break, take a break. That's an inner and outer boundary. There are times I turn off the ringer on my phone and I just don't do things that have to do with social media or my phone or whatever for a day or two. And it's on, but, you know, the ringer's off. And every once in a while, I'll check and make sure somebody's not looking for me like a client or something that would expect me to answer. But other than that, I don't engage. It's a boundary, taking care of myself, nurturing myself, right? So you got to give yourself permission to do the same thing because nobody is going to nurture you like you. As long as we're looking outside of ourselves for somebody else to take care of us, for somebody else to nurture us, for somebody else to do these things, we're looking in the wrong neighborhood. Because nobody's a mind reader, they're not going to be able to know exactly what you need. Now, they may get really close, but they're not mind readers. And I'm, and truthfully, I don't think it's fair to expect other people to do for us what we should be doing for ourselves. That's a level of codependency. So these seven steps to nurturing yourselves are really important. If you're gifted, twice exceptional, you're an empath, have ADD, any of these things. If you're an ultra creative person, like all the musicians that I work with, if you're an artist, if you're very sensitive on deep levels, nurturing yourself is paramount. When I used to be the clinical director of different substance abuse treatment centers, I used to always tell the staff, Whatever you're doing for self-care, you have to triple it to break even when you're giving away so much as your job. So if you have a part of your life, whether it's your job or your vocation or just your life in general, where you're giving a lot, it's important that you triple these things, that you spend protected and dedicated time to your own welfare. Hear me again, protected and dedicated time where you're protecting it from distraction from other people and from your own excuses. It's important. You are important and it matters because you matter. Feel free to reach out to me. You can have a get to know you call. You can send me an email. You can comment on this video. If you're watching the video, you can do anything you wish that's reasonable and respectful to reach out. And I'm happy to answer questions or talk to you about it. Because what matters is that we all are, we remember we're all here for each other. Right. So I'm here. And until the next episode of Someone Gets Me, remember to keep your face to the sun so the shadows fall behind you because you're a rock star. You're here on purpose with a mighty purpose. So go out there, nurture yourself, and let your light shine even more brilliantly, knowing that you're perfect, you're whole, and you're complete. Until the next episode, if someone gets me, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.